0: Right now, time for our spotlight, and on this Tuesday, we talk with uh, University of Minnesota Extension Educator for our area. Adam Austin joins us for a regular visit. Adam, good morning.
1: Good morning, Tim.
0: Good to have you back with us. We were talking off the air prior to the program. You've been out uh, maybe for the first time in a long time doing a little uh, investigating on uh, the crop conditions.
1: Yeah, so I was out, took our first um, alfalfa sample yesterday for that uh, alfalfa scissor alert project, uh, so we're just at about 14, 15 inches with uh, with that hay field at least, and then uh, I'd say things across the central part of the county up to the, the northwest part of the county, kind of where I drove through yesterday, things are looking fairly good. Um, maybe a little bit more water than wanted in a few places, but i I actually just got off a crops call with uh, the with, uh, team members from around the state, and it's uh, very variable with the water situations looking around uh, the state. Some places are really, really dry, and up in northwest Minnesota, they're still dealing with way too much water sending back to last year. So I'd say where we're sitting right now, I think uh, things are looking pretty good.
0: Yeah, the um, weekend showers, uh, although it seemed, you know, like it was raining forever here over the weekend, but um, must have been in kind of, you know, more drizzly type amounts, you know, slow but steady because uh, most of the rain gauge readings that we got were in that oh, inch and a half, maybe up to about two, but there were a few places that uh, didn't even get quite the inch and a half. So, I mean, that's that's a nice rain that's just right especially over
1: a long period yeah it was beautiful the way it came down pretty slow and from the precipitation map that i saw yesterday i think the dnr or mda somebody puts that out um there's kind of a belt across the central part of wright county that got a little bit more rain in the north and south parts of the county uh so i guess i don't know for sure if that's completely true but that's what that map was showing and I did see quite a bit of water sitting in the field yesterday in low spots or along those field edges where it's maybe run it up a little bit more. Uh, but with the water situation prior to this, I think that water is probably going to disappear pretty quick and you're going to be happy with the rain that we got. Uh, where I am currently right now, out uh, in central Stearns County, we got less than half an inch. So things, you know, right away when that wind came in yesterday, it dried everything else. So I'd say Wright County is looking a lot better than... Uh, other parts of the
0: state all right uh, let's talk a little bit about what you saw then as far as uh, you know crops uh, coming and emerging and and uh, I, as of uh, Friday it was about the first time that I really kind of ventured just a little ways out of the area and took a look at uh, some of the fields that I was driving past and uh, although it was tiny you could kind of see the corn rows a little bit anyway
1: yeah, a lot of corn started popping up uh, even more than a week ago already. Uh, so a lot of our corn has emerged, I'd say over half the corn in, in the county is probably up out of the ground at this point. Uh, there was a little bit of frost damage that I saw in a couple fields, but that won't really hurt the corn, so it should bounce back uh, pretty nice. And I think the, our corn's is looking pretty good right now. Uh, yesterday morning, driving around, I saw a lot of fields that looked like they just popped out of the ground within the last 24 hours. So I think this week you'll see most of our beans kind of come up out of the ground too with this heat that we're getting after the water. So beans are looking pretty good as well. I think most, for the most part uh, the soybeans escaped any frost damage last week. Uh, that's a, definitely a bigger concern with soybeans, uh, but they're looking pretty good. I don't think there's really enough out of the ground having sort of widespread damage there. Um, and then the alfalfa field that I was in, uh, looking pretty good. I don't know if it's a second or third year stand with that field, but it's looking pretty good. Uh, not not many weed issues, but uh, the alfalfa, and I did see this in some other fields too, got just a little bit of frost damage on the upper leaves last week, uh, but nothing that's really worth a uh, major concern. So um, across the different crops I'd say we're looking pretty good. Uh, from what I saw, weed pressure is not a huge concern right now. There's some grassy spots and, of course, dandelions popping up in some old fields. But uh, weed pressure across across the county looks pretty good. Uh, got the water we needed, and the crops seem to just be ready to pop out of the ground and start growing. They're moving along pretty quick this week.
0: So the big key now is a little warmer temperatures.
1: Yeah, so I think we're kind of just hoping for as much heat as we can get this week. Uh, and then they're looking at maybe a little bit of rain again next weekend. So maybe, maybe if we get some nice warm sunny days this week, and then we can uh, get a little bit extra rain on top of it in the over the weekend. I think that'll be a kind of a good pattern to uh, keep things moving along nicely. Uh, the only thing with the rain next weekend is if we do get enough heat, I think we might have some dairy farmers and hay farmers looking to start cutting that first cutting of alfalfa. Uh, so, weather might throw that off a little bit. But I'd say for the most part, a lot of our fields are going to have to wait till during the week sometime next week, anyways, after maybe it dries up a little bit. So, for the most part, I mean, obviously there's uh, issues scattered throughout the area. But for the most part, I think uh, we should be pretty happy with the way the weather's worked out this spring.
0: Well, especially when uh, I was just looking back um, a year ago today, our high temp was 55 and low of 45. So, uh, you know, even late in the month last year, we had not only a very wet month of May, but a really, really cool month of May, too.
1: Yeah, and last year, that really just showed us how much shower our, our uh, seeds can handle these days. The What those seeds and those young plants had to go through last year with the cold and wet and the yield, for the most part, that we still ended up with is pretty impressive. But uh, not having to deal with those harsh conditions really much this year, Obviously, we had that frost last week, but most of that came out okay, and now we got the heat to really just start pushing growth. so uh, it'll be fun to watch things really, really start to pop up here this week. I think by the end of this week, you won't see many you won't see many fields that don't have green rows in them, so that's a good sign, I guess.
0: It was interesting the uh, the cold temperatures we had a couple of nights in a row there and uh, the little bit of frost that we had. We were really kind of tiptoeing the line because, uh, you know, some areas just a little farther north, boy, they were really getting down into the you know mid twenties. But um, at least here, anyway. uh, Now I don't know about the outlying areas, but uh, right around Buffalo, you know, 29 was about as cold as i saw and that was maybe just one of the days and the rest of them were kind of 30 31 right in there
1: yeah so luckily you know we stayed just warm enough even there's spots in uh down in the southern part of the state where it got cold enough that there was some more widespread damage uh which is kind of weird you would think obviously it'd go north um but yeah so we dodged it for the most part uh, like I said, there was a couple cornfields that had a, that were a little frostbitten, but that won't hurt them at all. And I don't think we had enough beans up to really get hurt, even if it did get cold enough. So uh, I did hear, you know, up north of St. Cloud and up in that area, there are quite a few farmers that are having to look at uh, kind of replanting their bean fields because they got hurt pretty bad. So from what I saw yesterday, I think uh, we're pretty happy with how those temps turned out for us, and except for, you know, Maybe maybe a maybe a random case here and there where maybe the field's a little bit more exposed or in a low cold area that sort of situation. You know, a lot of times you know, give it get it just that one degree colder that it needs to start damaging a few of the plants. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm not sure if you, you were kind of keeping a mental note of it. I'm just curious about, and I know that um, a lot of crop reporting uh, is going on now too. I'm just curious about if it's. Uh, Kind of the usual mix between corn and soybeans, or are they leaning one way or the other?
1: Um, I think it's pretty much the usual mix. Uh, there are some farmers that are looking into small grains or maybe some other sort of crops just to maybe try to avoid those lower corn and bean prices. But for the most part, I think it's kind of business as usual with our corn and soybeans kind of leading the way. So there are some small grains dumps there. Uh, but I haven't seen a ton, so it's kind uh, of kind of what you're going to be used to seeing from what crops are in the field.
0: We're talking with Adam Austin, University of Minnesota Extension Educator, on today's spotlight on KRWC, kind of getting a little crop updates here, and uh kind of looks like everything is going to be uh, pretty good here by Memorial Day, especially if we get a, fir- a few days of uh, warmer temperatures mixed in with the uh, the recent rains. Uh, Anything else uh, strike you as interesting uh, when you were touring around?
1: Uh, You know, I didn't see a whole lot going on. I saw a lot of sprayers sitting in the yard. I think a lot of farmers were able to get a lot of their pre-emerge herbicides on, uh, so that's good from a weed control standpoint. We've had a lot of workable field days. I actually have it pulled up right here, and let's see. You know the USDA has their measure, and you take that for what it's worth. But they had us at 5.2 days of suitable for field work last week, which might not mean much to you if you know you don't pay attention to that number. But we did not get to see 5.2 days of that were suitable for field work last year. We were always stuck in maybe that two or three day range. So you're trying to sneak in all your field work in a short amount of time, and this year. You know, we had the drier stretch that really let us get a lot of that field work done so that we're not panicking as much as we get closer and closer to June.
0: Very good. Maybe we can uh, switch gears here for just a second and talk a little bit uh, about the COVID-19 situation. Uh, Any big, big drawbacks uh, other than, you know, the normal health concerns? But uh, as far as on the farm, does it uh, present any... Uh, problems that uh, are not seen elsewhere?
1: Well, yeah, uh, definitely for sure. Um, For our crop farmers, I haven't heard of too many issues getting fertilizer or seed or chemical or anything like that. Um, Obviously, all the egg businesses are up and running. Uh, The side that, and I'm sure you've heard plenty about this, the people that are really struggling right now on farms are the people with livestock and nowhere to go with it. So we don't have a ton of poultry or pork in, in Wright County, but those are really the industries that are kind of getting hit hard right now with the whole COVID situation just because of the meat packing plants. Uh, but, you know, as far as farmers just, you know, staying safe, staying six feet away and all those following all those guidelines, uh, it doesn't seem like it's uh, hampered our day-to-day operations too much. Of course, it's had its effects on our markets and stuff like that. But that's a whole different story. So besides the livestock people, uh, some of them are really struggling as well as milk prices being way, way down right now. Uh, But that looks like it might improve here in June, too. So, um, you know, it's having its effect on markets and the way some businesses are ran. But, uh, you know, as far as getting the stuff they need for the field, that's, that's all going pretty well right now.
0: Yeah, it was uh, really unfortunately we were kind of on a, a good trend there dairy-wise for the first time in a while and uh then uh the global pandemic comes and schools closed down and they lost a lot of uh market there and uh uh you know we see what happened from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, milk is uh you they're finally after so many years of being being low you know, across, for the most part, we were finally getting up above $20 for a little while, and then this happened, and, you know, milk obviously isn't shelf-stable forever, and that has to go to processing plants as well that have people in them, and maybe those are closed or at least limiting production, that sort of thing. So it's been rough, but it's backed up over $16 for June. Um, I could see that going back down before we actually get to June, but, you know, it's... Uh, it's been a struggle for dairy farmers, that's for sure. They could uh, they could use the stretch of some higher prices to help recoup some of the money that uh, they haven't been getting over the past few years. So,
0: well, we'll just have to, you know, like everybody else, kind of wait and see what what emerges. It seems like, uh, you know, every time every time you just think that uh, you've got something kind of halfway figured out, then there's another change in the uh, in the landscape here.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's, uh, it's it's a very fickle market because it's milk doesn't last forever and you need people to need people to process it as well. So um, I know our dairy farmers are still kind of just pushing forward, getting their crops in the ground, milking the cows twice a day like they always have. Uh, but, you know, the, the return just isn't quite there right now. We've had uh, some very low milk checks in the past couple months and they'll be looking to Try to make those up along the way. Some here this summer and fall.
0: How about on the uh, the home landscape side of things? I know you work with the um, the Master Gardener program as well. And uh, anything interesting of note there?
1: Oh gosh, I'm. I guess I'm not sure if there's anything going on really interesting with the landscape. Um, uh, garden. I think this might be a really good week to if you've been holding off and waiting for warmer temperatures like you probably should have, I think this is the week that I plan on getting some of my vegetables into the garden. Uh, It's finally late enough where I'm not quite so scared about those low temps. Uh, So I might actually go grab those tonight and plant my garden. It's just vegetables for me. Uh, But yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been kind of slow. Speaking for my own case, the dandelions in the yard are really, really bad that we're going to need to do something about that. But yeah, yeah, I think now that we got the water and we got we're going to get some heat, I think you're going to have to be ready to definitely mow some lawn this week too cuz that's going to really start shooting up like crazy.
0: I uh, was kind of kidding yesterday that uh, I think you're going to hear one sustained lawnmower engine from uh, about Thursday of this week through Monday of next week maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I was listening to my neighbor for about a for about an hour yesterday and then uh a friend that I live with—he was mowing some lawn last night too. So everybody's keep keeping at that one and getting at it. It's a it's a chore that never ends. So,
0: back on the home gardening, I think that uh, I've heard from more than one source that there seems to be, uh, and I don't know if it's just the fact that uh, you know people were kind of tied up at home for so long that might be loosening up a little bit now but uh, seems to be kind of a resurgence this year not that it ever went away but uh, kind of a an emphasis on some interest with some home gardening.
1: Yeah and I see that too I think there's a lot of people and I think everybody has kind of different reasons for it I think some people you know have extra time at home and want some peaceful time outside in the garden Uh, but I also think there's a there's a fair amount of people that are trying to take kind of their food security into their own hands a little bit. So easy way to, you know, grow some healthy food for your family and with some uncertainties that have gone on recently with supply chains and stuff like that, you know, I think people are just deciding that, you know, it it might be good to take their whole food situation in their own hands just a little bit and be able to grow some nice healthy vegetables and stuff like that for their family. So that is definitely something we're seeing you know, I think pretty much across the nation right now is people have a little of extra time and they don't want to they don't want to worry about what's going to be in the grocery store. They'd rather just have it in their own backyard. So it's cool to see that 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 uptick in interest. Uh, and we're trying to help people out as much as they can too with any questions that come out if they're new with gardening.
0: Yeah, when you um, when you pick it yourself or uh, dig it out of the ground yourself, you know precisely where it came from. So.
1: Exactly. You know, its whole life and what's been done to it and, and how, uh, how it's been raised. So it's good to, uh, it's good sometimes to just know where your food's coming from and that you are taking care of things yourself.
0: Good. Let's close, Adam, with um, maybe some connections where people, if they do have questions, uh, what the best route is, and uh, any other contact points that you want to mention.
1: Yeah, so any questions you have, whether it is gardening or agriculture or livestock uh, or, you know, really anything else, uh, it can be outside of the realm of egg and Hort. I'd probably just have to find someone else to answer your question. Uh, but definitely reach out to us, if anything. We've also done a lot of webinars lately that I'd be happy to share the recordings with on different goat and sheep talk topics and also some gardening topics, as well as there's a lot of other things out there. Uh, So any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I'll just give out my personal cell phone number today, working from home. That's kind of just the easiest way to contact me right now. And I can always pass you on to someone else too, if there's someone else better suited to answer your question. So my cell phone number is 320-249-5929. And just feel free to reach out at any time. Uh, I'm pretty good at kind of setting my clock so if it's later in the evening and i decide i don't want to answer i simply won't so don't feel bad about calling any time of the day and i will definitely make sure to get back to you as soon as it makes sense for me so
0: all right 320-249-5929 two, two, nine, nine, nine. for uh, adam austin of university of minnesota extension here in rye county well thank you sir uh, good information and uh, we hope we've got some good growing weather here coming up and uh, we'll chat again about it here shortly.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me, Tim.
0: Okay, have a good day. That's today's Spotlight on KRWC.